0: a long time ago in a galaxy far far away the mandalorian was given a mission by Bo-Katan, a mandalorian herself to go help the child ch- to help the child find a jedi a jedi known as a tano very quickly as a quick pips off to navarro the Mandalorian and the Child race to a Sokotano to hopefully learn more about this fabled Jedi race. And here we are, episode three of the Mandalorian Fake Nerds Watch. I'm Ben Magnet, Brandon T. McClure, Ryan Leopolis, and Sparks Witty. With the and we're talking about the Jedi, of course, and the tragedy in. Oh shit, we got some things to say, and they're all good things. We got Grogu. We got a baby Grogu. We got Grogu. What's up, we got- baby? We got a name for really? the first things first. We got a name for the child,
1: and I, I like do, it. I do really love mostly. God, mom, I do mm-hmm. really love it's just uh, when it's like his name's Grogu, and when he's like, Grogu, <laughs> yeah,
2: in the, in the next episode, yeah, yeah,
1: guess what? I love, I, 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 the name really grew on me at first. I was kind of like, um. At first, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, if you really wanted to come up with something that was going to co-opt the Baby Yoda thing, you really should have come up with something cuter. But uh, I'm kind of into it. I like Grogu. I'm getting into it.
0: I'm, I'm and, yeah,
3: it's, a Wars,
2: it's, a, it's a Star Wars name. Like it's yeah. It's all, It's a Star Wars name. I never had a problem with Grogu. Yeah.
1: Well, what what I was th- what I was thinking to myself was, um, if if I were the marketing team for Lucasfilm. And yeah. I've been adamant that you gotta call this thing the child. It's the child. It's not Baby Yoda, it's the child. Knowing how prevalent Baby Yoda as a name has become, I would have probably tried to be like, and this is the marketing team, not the creative team. I would have probably just been like, You gotta come up with something cuter than Baby Yoda, because we gotta stop we gotta get people to stop calling it Baby Yoda for marketing.
2: Yeah. Um from what I know, John Favreau <coughs> had the name like Immediately, he always had the name. Yeah, uh, he's like, we're just gonna have to. We'll work it in when we work it in. Um, I, I, so many people are like, he should have had a Y name, and I'm like, no, that's lazy. You're lazy. You're a lazy writer, and you just want yeah. another. Rabbit. Uh, Grogu's fine. Who gives a shit what his name is? It's, it's Grogu. I, I uh, it's the hubbub over a stupid name. Where like, I can't. I really can't believe it. Like, sometimes it's Twitter. The,
0: it it's me the name me. of a uh, alien race that does not exist in the fictional universe. It's, like,
2: it's just not. Just, I would you know. have found
1: it. I would have found it humorous if it was another Y name. I wouldn't have cared, honestly. I honestly, I would have liked
2: it less than Grogu. <laughs> if um, I'm like Yodu. I'm like, oh my god, really? Of course. I have Star some f- Yeah, I would have been <laughs> shit. that's just like answers.
1: Uh, I remember in the in the early days of the Mandalorian, a friend of mine was like, "What if it's? What if it's yodeling?" I'm like, "That's awful." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're not writing the show.
2: <laughs> uh, somebody online calls him like A. Hehu, and I'm like, "That's funny." <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I have some theories about this episode that I want to relay from a friend of mine. If from, I may. From the force. From a from a from Chris, uh, a friend on the Nerdables podcast, a former man, a manager of Earth 2 Comics, and a friend of mine. Uh, I know he, that man. Yeah. He's a huge Star Wars fan and he came up with and he told me some stuff about the about uh uh Grogu that I thought was really interesting. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. If I if I may if I may uh ex parte that information onto this. You're already story. talking, Brandon. Let's hear it. Um so there's a new rumor, there's a new theory going around that I actually kind of really dig that he's the another that Yoda is talking about. It's not Leia. Mm. Mm. So 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 here's the, here's the here's the here's the um proof of that theory, the, the kind of like, you know, uh why that theory could make sense. Receipts. Um, in the, in the, uh, book, uh, from a certain point of view, the, a new hope one, uh, it was, it was made very clear that Yoda wanted to trade Leia and not Luke. Um, and in empire strikes back when, uh, Obi-Wan is like, he's our last hope. Yoda says, no, there is another Ben should know who, who Leia is. So he would know that there would be another Jedi there. But if he didn't know about Grogu, yeah? Because here's the other part of the theory that I really love, and I really hope it's true, even though I'm dead certain it's not. Yaddle is the one who took Grogu from the Jedi Temple during Order 66.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, out. I'm out. I'm out.
1: I love it. I love it. Here's why. Um, Because Yoda and Yaddle are the only two species on the Jedi Council. We've only ever met two of the species uh, prior to Grogu. So... If Yaddle hadn't died like she did in Legends, because in Legends she died, and canon we don't know what happened to her between Episode One and Two. Um, If she hadn't died and just left the Jedi Temple, we know that Grogu was at the Jedi Temple before Order sixty six and during Order sixty six, and we know that their species is very is very uh, uh, prominent in the Force. I guess it would be a good way to say it. Strong in
2: the Force. They're
1: very strong in the Force. So if they had if they were able to communicate through the force, because they're both very strong in the force, they know that, they're that. yeah, this kid's going to grow up really slowly, but he could also be the the, the next hope if Luke fails. And so like yeah. Yoda knows this and was able to communicate with Yaddle, who also knows about Grogu's presence. And so Yaddle was the one who took him from Coruscant and had uh, it away.
2: Ahsoka says she's only met one other person like this in her existence. So yeah. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yes, because... Uh, Yes, I thought about that because Yaddle, and again, I'm certain this isn't this isn't true, but I really like it. Um, Yaddle wasn't on the council when Ahsoka was was a Padawan, so she wouldn't have met Yaddle anyway.
2: Uh, I'm just gonna agree with Patrick Williams. It's it's Yaddle Erasure, and I think it's for the best. I think I I don't think you need another Yoda when we already have the last Yoda. I think it's too much. I think well, I don't
1: think I, if this is true, if it's true, I don't it's- think Yaddle is
2: alive. I don't think that um, should be in the conversation, to be honest. I don't think that's, that, that's even in close. I'm I, sure you'd love it. Cause that's like the most fan service, but like the show has been fan service, but that is, that is, that's a little much that's, she's like, a deleted scene from a movie.
1: I don't think it's not a deleted scene. I don't think yeah. it is. I don't think it is um, too much fan service going forward, going with what's happening now, especially in the show with Ahsoka and even with Boba Fett we've talked about it today. Um, and what Patrick Willis was talking about was he was upset at the Yaddle erasure. He wasn't saying no, that it was good. It was good Yaddle no, I, erasure. I know. I'm making a joke, I know. And I don't Yaddle. think it is. And I, I, also don't think that it is Yaddle erasure because Yattle wouldn't have met Ahsoka anyway. And I also think it would be really interesting. Again, I'm certain it's not true. I'm only just kind of like backing this forward because I like the theory. Um, I just think it would be really interesting to kind of bring this. What is essentially a stupid joke. Of a of a Yoda in a wig into kind of a more prominent and so kind of a more prominent thing. I'm not saying she should show up in the show. I'm just saying she should be the one that took him off the of Coruscant.
3: I I will say that Yaddle exists in Star Wars. Like you can't. It's not a deleted scene. No. No. Yeah. Sure. No. Yeah, I know. But yeah. she is in Episode One. Yeah. So like having some acknowledgement when you're playing with this species and not knowing enough about them. Whatever did happen to Yaddle, regardless, should be something they make clear. Uh, not necessarily in Mandalorian, okay. just in in this Star Wars canon. Like, did Yaddle die before Yoda died, and that's why this baby is is the last of a species, or is there species still out there? And that those mm-hmm. are still that species is still a question, and Yaddle is a part of that conversation because Yaddle is canon, regardless of what yeah. anyone can do about it. Yeah, sure. um, I don't I don't necessarily ascribe, ascribe to that. I want Yaddle to be involved with Gro, Grogu. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't don't think that that's where I land on it. But what I do think what you're bringing up brings up an excellent point. Um, They have to make it clear how Yoda is aware of Grogu. Because Yoda is pretty in tune with anyone who's messing with the force after he's dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it wouldn't make sense, honestly, after a certain point for Yoda's force ghost to not reach out to Grogu That's kind of got to happen. uh, Or I feel like it's a really big blind spot in Star Wars that doesn't make sense. Because why would Yoda, of all people, focus only on the Skywalkers? That doesn't make a ton of sense. I was actually thinking about that. that.
1: I was thinking about that, too. There was rumors going around before, uh, even before the season started that Yoda's Force Ghost would show up. And I think at this point, it has to be inevitable, much like it was when Luke burned the... Burn the 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 tree and last in last Jedi Yoda had to be there. I think at this point, yeah, Yoda has to be in the conversation somewhere down the I, line. T- to be honest, like the person I presumed
3: he would commune with in the tragedy is Yoda. I didn't think it was going to be uh, Luke or Ezra or some other Jedi that's out yeah. there right now. I thought he was going to literally just commune with Yoda. Whether we saw it or not, I still think that that could be the case. Sure. That Yoda person kind of presenting the path to him. Uh, for the force because i feel like that has to be done um like you're you're kind of i don't know if i'd go so far as to say that yoda was referring to uh grogu when he said there is another Mm -hmm. um i could completely buy that yoda doesn't know that grogu is out there until he becomes one with the force at his death and then he knows grogu is out there because
2: he's much more connected to the force and aware um I'm sure Yoda, like in Episode One, like if Grogu's hanging out there, I'm sure I'm sure Yoda's like, "Look at that, one of me, cool." But I'm sure he's not like his uh, best friend or something. I'm sh- I'm sure he might know of his presence because he's literally the only other creature of his species. Well, again, like it, it goes back to like what we were talking in Season One: is their species just an
3: innately like a Force attuned species? Because in that sense, he would be, you know, he he would care about Grogu in a sense like more than others because Grogu is like as we talked about, just as. He is in literal Star Wars right now. Grogu represents the future of Star Wars. Grogu, He's kid. Grogu represents <laughs> uh, a Star Wars that lives past the sequels. Yeah, That's that's what Grogu represents. Yoda and Grogu represents that to Yoda as well. So, But I still can totally buy that Yoda during his life post Order 66 has no knowledge of what happened to Grogu. Has no knowledge of where he is because nobody connects – Because Ezra in Rebels has to go to a specific temple to commune with Yoda. It's okay. not like Yoda can just magically reach to Ezra because he's not one with the Force yet. That's why they go to
2: Titan,
3: yeah. Uh so I I think that there's a good chance that Yoda do- doesn't become aware till passing. But once he's passed, Yoda should be connected enough with the Force that I want Yoda to connect. Cuz then he's got the then
1: he's got the Jedi Wikipedia. Then I want him yeah. to be
3: really aware of Grogu and it feels like he has to get
1: involved. So the thing uh, that I the thing that I think the thing that I think attracts me to the theory the most is that I like the idea that during this great Jedi purge uh, Yoda would want to preserve his species the most. Like he, like there's only three people at this point, we know that there's only three people that they know of in the Jedi temple that are. a species.
3: So uh, kind of like a merging of what you're talking about. I'm, and I'm talking about, I do think that it'd be great if Yoda had been uh, involved in protecting Grogu because Yoda was one of the first to sense that something like the moment, that Kashik, he's on Kashyyyk and that's happening. Yeah, uh, and that's before like younglings are killed and stuff. You know, Young he's like, "Yo, uh, get out, get out yes. now." Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, and that would be fine with me. But I, I do think like because of the condition we find Grogu in when the Mandalorian finds him, I would, I would be willing to completely buy that he doesn't know that Grogu made it. He doesn't know where Grogu ended up. Can't find him. Yeah um or even that a malicious force got in the middle of it and i mean like there's still a lot of questions about that to answer how did the empire know about grogu who yeah. left grogu where they left him all that kind of stuff um so but i i do i do think like yoda knowing grogu is that representation of the future and saying get him out of there the moment that he senses something wrong like that's priority 1 get grogu away uh, would
2: make sense for me because like Yoda yeah. were Yeah, Yoda was like nine hundred, but like he was also like super depressed and like living in a swamp. So who knows? They could live even longer than that. Like right. like mm-hmm. you really could be like, yo, this is like the dude for the next like a thousand years. Like that's, yeah,
1: yeah, that's so that's, true. That is so true. We don't know how long a healthy one of his species could last for because by the end of Yoda's life, he was super depressed, super sick, living in a yeah. swamp.
2: That's yeah. a good point. And also, kind of just like it's ex- almost like willing to accept Jeff because like his mission is complete. He helped Luke and stuff. He's yeah, like, I can to return to the Force. I'm like, right. yo, man, you could be fifteen hundred. Give it a shot. Yeah. Um, Yoda, what a guy.
1: Yeah. That's, what that's, that's what So, what I like about this so much is that you know I'm like, I'm spouting shit about Yaddle, uh, and I I totally understand what it sounds like. I like Yaddle. I think Yaddle's ridiculous, and I would love to see some kind of like yeah, some like hell yeah Yaddle moments. But, uh. The thing that's so fun about *Mandalorian* is that it brings back the, the, uh, the. It brings back what it felt like before *The Rise of Skywalker* came out, when *The Last Jedi* came out, and you were like, man all these pathways, all these things that could be like, the possibilities (laughs) were endless and you were excited talking about it all. And that's what I feel like now in The Mandalorian. I'm like, hell yeah, look at all these things. Look at all these things that we've got. We can go here, we can do this, we can do this. It's whatever, it's an open book. It's fun
2: to speculate about that. It is, and it's not just that. it's and when we talk about like the stuff in the episodes like it's also like really good fan service like yeah. not like we talk about fan service all the time like how it's done wrong but like these two episodes man like this is seriously how you do it this is how you retro- retroactively make characters cool and re- yeah. and make them matter more to like the canon not that animated stuff doesn't matter but, you no, know for like sure. live action stuff like just has like real precedent and like so the I, I know being live action is like, that's a big deal, man. I know mm-hmm. people who have started watching
3: Clone Wars that have never touched it because of this. So yeah. like, um, I think that uh, speaking to what Brandon was saying about like, you know, <clears throat> that, that feeling of limited list pathways, I think that the thing is, what what's so nice about Mandalorian is it really made crystallize for me, like Rise of Skywalker didn't close the door on the possibility of Star Wars' future. If you really look at everything that we like about the canon of Star Wars, only the original trilogy films are really locked into a very specific kind of storytelling where it has to involve those main characters from those films. Yeah, mm-hmm. We don't get a lot of stories that are about anything ancillary to that. Also it's the comics, always yeah. following that. No, even in the comics, I mean like it's mostly still con- deeply connected to those guys. Like you don't get something like The Mandalorian where it's very far removed Effort? during that time period. Oh, sorry. No, because oh, you, you mean removed. Sorry. I, I mean No, no, no. I yeah. mean like really far away from the no, you know. opposite side of the world. The, the, whereas, the High Republic. Whereas everything in the prequels and yeah. everything, now we have comics and shows that go very expansively yes, yes. far away. We're now getting things post that original trilogy that go expansively very far away. And Rise of Skywalker is, is just like those prequels where we're gonna get so much material that stretches so far away mm-hmm. rise of skywalker will ultimately lend down the path of the prequels where you know you like them or you hate them but other things have made you like that time period or what's going on around i can't him. wait and for- that's where we're where, where we're,
2: I, we're heading in the optimistic future i cannot wait for 10 years from now like the rise of skywalker gets the prequel effect where everyone's like no actually rise of skywalker rules and i'm like no no i was there <laughs> i was there during the battle it's not true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's just go into the episode.
1: Sorry, it's a dive. real. So we the first. Oh, episode, baby, it's over here. What uh, chapter thirteen, the Jedi, right? Yep. 14?
2: Yes. Thirteen.
1: Thirteen. Yeah. First, so the Jedi right away we get a Tano.
2: Yeah, Who's- I was very much expecting. You know, like she's probably gonna show up probably at the end of the episode, kind of like how these things go. No, nah, baby, it's her episode. She's. A- oh no,
0: we as much of a Tano as we got in this in this episode. I was so happy, just like the, you see. Like this, uh, this fort or this town, this walled off, and you, all these guards, and then you see Ahsoka Tunnel essentially being a ninja, just like going in and out and just striking fools down left and right. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah,
2: yeah going in and out of the shadows and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, good first impression
0: for her, sure. Her white lightsabers are from Rebels, right?
1: No, her white lightsabers are actually from her Ahsoka uh, book that went into Rebels, okay. Um, I have the book. It's actually not bad. It's it's not great. Um, this is also the book that established how a red saber is created. Um, it took that long? Yeah. So, so in canon, uh, in canon, it took them it took them that long. But in legends, there was always like, oh, there's are red crystals. But now yeah. in canon, it was that a dark side user has a has to bleed a kyber crystal, and it uh, and it becomes red. And so what Ahsoka did in this book was that she. Took a Sith saber and purified it, which is why it's white instead of its original color.
2: Oh, that's cool! Right, that's why she has the two white sabers. I I actually, I way prefer that because, like, playing Knights of the Republic and like I was a Sith guy. Like, yeah, I just found a red crystal and I made my (laughs) lightsaber red. But like, yo, I have to like make, I have to like destroy this crystal's purity to make it evil. Like, that's that's so much more Sith. I like that. I think they also
0: did that in. Well, Charles Soule also did
2: that in his Darth Vader run
0: that I had. Yes. Oh. In, in yeah. Which, his Vader yeah, run, which takes right. place directly after uh Revenge of the Sith, uh Palpatine's like, hey, go get your lightsaber. He's like, I can't. Obi-Wan's. He's like, no, that's the weapon of Jedi. I mean yeah. Vader's lightsaber. And then he tells us, like, yeah, you have to corrupt it. You have to make it you have to steal one from a Jedi and make it hurt. Right. does he kill a we, guy? We
3: did that. Yeah, he kills a Jedi. Yeah. We did we did that as a book club a while ago.
1: Right. Yeah. And, cool. uh, and um, the um the Star Wars. Gee, I have it, but it's the um, rise of Kylo Ren uh, shows Kylo Ren uh, bleeding his kyber crystal as well,
2: mm. his hodgepodge <laughs> thingy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool it's a cool new concept that they were able to play with really well. I think.
3: Yeah. 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 Um, so let's uh, talk the elephant in the room about Rosario Dawson.
2: Yeah, man. Hey, uh, she she sucks. What, what, are we, what, what else can we say?
3: Or 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 it's unclear uh, now that she's
2: defended herself. Who knows? Yeah, like. Uh, I, it's I, unfortunately, like, man, this has caused like there's a lot of people who who this casting it's it's too much and they can't watch the show because of what Rosario Dawson has is potentially done or not done. You know, we don't know. Um, and I get it. I can't say I can't say anything of that. And this is just a, a a shitty situation where it's literally everyone's own personal level of of uh, uh, art versus separating the artist from the art. And I'm like, I man, I, I hate it. How much I like Star Wars. Uh, what can I say? It's really.
3: Yeah, it's really hard with uh, Rosario Dawson, who's someone who I think is very talented. There's a lot of projects I really enjoy her in. Um, But uh, that being said, like me coming to this, wanting it to be Ashley Eckstein, uh, not wanting it to be Rosario Dawson. um, I end up pretty much liking her performance. Um, I think that she brings a... I don't want to be rude, but a, mat- a mature older age to it that I just don't think Eckstein might have been able to exude just because of the aged gap.
2: Yeah. Um, she didn't really get to play an older adult, really.
3: Well, and, and Rosario Dawson is older than, yeah. than Ashley Eckstein yeah. is. And, and that's what I mean. It's just, just like the physical presence of actual age, not fake age, but real age that uh, I think adds a lot to Ahsoka's presence. Um, and that I think that she does pretty well with. the The voice was jarring at first, but I got over it. Yeah.
1: Um, um, i kind of look at it as like you know we talked about it in the early uh, mcu days when uh, mark ruffalo showed up as bruce banner um you know it's different people draw him differently so i i kind of saw it as that and i was pretty on board with it as far as like look and voice goes it's just i don't i didn't love her performance as ahsoka
3: mm-hmm.
1: um i liked it I, and i have nothing i don't really have anything against it it's just that uh there's an energy to Ahsoka that I don't think uh, Rosaria Dawson was able to to bring to the role. I, I, I
2: personally felt she was a little too stiff. I, I, I see what you mean, but I also just think she's also much older, and in the situation she's in, like she's not going to be ha ha Anakin's apprentice. Like she's she's an old lady. Like, I, well, I, no, I'm not saying
1: I'm not saying she should be Clone Wars Ahsoka, but Rebels Ahsoka even had more, and we're and Rebels is only like five or ten years away from from the show. <laughs> for um,
2: a long time dude.
1: yeah and and, and, and I, I fully admit I, I, again again to be clear I like yeah. her in the role no, yeah, I don't love her thing. in the role
2: yeah yeah
1: um i I just feel like there was an energy to Ahsoka that we got in animation that I don't think Rosario Dawson was able to bring to the role whether or not that was a character choice or not I don't know if I agree with it
2: I think it's a situational thing where she is she is uh a one against an army she's trying to keep low i don't think she has a reason to be uh hyper or super more energetic when she's when she in this episode specifically if it's if it's like a a siege episode where she has more bombastic stuff to do uh i just don't think there was anything in this episode to make her react that way so it was a, it was a it was a more toned down performance but that's because i think that's what the episode required
3: mm-hmm. i think um there's definitely like glimmers of her interactions where she it feels like more than anything in dialogue where it feels like I'm hearing Ahsoka talk and there are other Especially ones about, where I'm like, Grogu, yeah. no, not so much.
2: But All the stuff with Grogu, I thought, works really well.
3: Uh, her line about firsts was a very Ahsoka line. That one stood out a lot to me. Uh, I was like, that's exactly the kind of thing Ahsoka usually says.
2: This is a, this is very much a a, a samurai episode. We Yes, we, it's we, a Kurosawa yeah. episode. We, yeah. We've yeah. got a pirate episode. we got a samurai episode. we got a Western episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, good job, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Uh,
3: Bruce Lee's granddaughter.
2: Yeah, she plays the magistrate, who is a daughter of Dathomir. Uh, uh, that's why she's a big old evil lady. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty cool. She's a survivor of Dathomir. I, I did her. hear that. That's very she, interesting. Dathomir, but uh, if you look in the behind the scenes stuff, like that's where she comes from. It's
1: very interesting. So that's, oh, well. does that mean she's a night sister?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Like she, She looked kind of witchy. So yeah. like uh, um I was I was hoping maybe some witch stuff would happen but like uh, maybe it's subdued maybe it, she's I don't she, know. well she
3: like left it her home when she was young right because like she's so like if she doesn't know enough about it
2: she could have been too young yeah yeah because
1: yeah. the only species that we know that were on Dathomir are zabrax right that's small species uh i think so yeah uh and then the night sisters uh yeah. and both both of which weren't native to that area Right. Yeah. Uh, they were just there because of how force sensitive the planet was.
2: Yeah, I think it's 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 Michael Bean or whoever says the line of like, yeah, she was like she was like the last like she was like the survivor of like a, 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 a like a genocide or something like that. And it's like I looked yeah. it up. and I'm like, Oh, they're talking about Dathomir or something. Like,
1: yeah, because we know from the Jedi Fallen Order game that and Rebels that the Empire just raised Dathomir. Yeah. I'm like, that's right. That's pretty cool. All right, cool.
2: Yeah, the magistrate has has the power over this town. It's an old school tale of yo, the uh, people are being mean. We need to hire people to, to seven Samurai to this shit up. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very simple uh, uh, episode, but um... I do
1: really, I do actually really like the magistrate's uh, uh, interaction with with uh, Din uh, the Mando. And when he when he's like, uh, we need you to go, we need you to go kill him, kill this Jedi. He's like, where's the Jedi? He never says, okay, I'll do it. He's just like, yeah. where's the Jedi? Like I love a
0: challenge. if um, you kill him! You get the spear of pure Beskar, and he's like, "Cool, where do I find her?" New
2: class and then when he finally
0: does see Ahsoka, he's like, "Yo, I didn't make a deal because he is true. He that's right. He, he never made deal. a deal. He just answered a question. Yeah, he just yeah. wanted.
1: He just he got what he wanted. He wanted to know where she was. Yeah. He did. Uh, <laughs> I also, I also really like the interaction when when she's when Ahsoka is like, uh, uh when she's like, "We need. To, I, I, they told me to find you," and Ahsoka's like, "I hope it's about him." He looks like at A little, at
0: a little Apparently, lightsabers can't cut through Beskar. Yes. I did not
1: know that. Now, a, now we now. I think that's a Legends thing that they brought back into canon.
2: Good. That's yeah. cool. Um, man, they definitely set up that that Beskar versus Dark battle, didn't they? <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happens soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the 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 meme going around where it was just Ahsoka has this like, "Are you giving this to me because you're telling me I'm
2: going to have to fight the dark saber?" <laughs> yeah. uh, very much uh, Chekov's uh, Beskar spear.
1: Oh, definitely. But you you needed to give him something that could fight the dark because without yeah. it, he's useless.
2: Because yeah. uh, first, uh, I was I was thinking like, oh, it's gonna be like it's going to be like Ahsoka or, or someone else versus versus him. Like That wouldn't make sense because it's, like, it's Mando's villain. I'm like, oh, yeah. now he's got a spear that can fight lightsabers. That makes sense. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about... Do we want to talk about Thrawn?
2: I mean, he's in the episode, so... <laughs> wowzers, owzers. So, he's mentioned, so... Yeah. so, no, though, so. Thrawn is now part of this universe. Hold on. Yeah. Before, before we go there,
3: yeah. uh, Ahsoka when she starts the episode, she says that she's basically coming there for information. Yes. And uh, first off, the magistrate says, uh, how how much are you willing to cost, like, pay the price for this information because I'll kill 100 people and they'll suffer because of you. And she's like, oh, they suffer right now.
2: Uh, <laughs> and I'm stuck. like, oh,
3: shit. Because <laughs> yeah. I think Ahsoka would, would have just been like, yeah, whatever cost right now is kind of what's going to happen. Yeah. Which is a... Intense move. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Because I don't think, like, without Mando showing up, I don't think she had a plan for how to, like, make sure no one died while she did it.
2: Yeah, I think she was just like, I need my info, baby.
3: Yeah. Uh, Once once I knew she was there for information, what did you guys assume that was? Because I assume... The only thing I can imagine she needs information about
2: right now is either Thrawn or Ezra. To be honest, I I wasn't even thinking about what it could be. I didn't even think we were gonna get an answer. I didn't think I didn't think it was important to the episode. Sure. I thought it was just the reason she was there. Yeah. And then the T word gets thrown out. So
0: I didn't. I had no idea. I had no clue. And then when she she asked, "Where's Bicep? Where's Grand Admiral Mary Thrawn?"
3: Welcome.
1: Oh shit. Well, um, she's saying
3: even before she says that, she's saying, "Where is your
1: master?" And I was like, "That's Thrawn." That's I had the whole episode <laughs> spoiled for me before it came out. That's a bummer. That so sucks, dude. When I so here's the so it's my it's my own fault because I couldn't. There, no. There, no, it's it's not just that. It's not just that. I um the episode came out on Thanksgiving and I had I had to wait for Zara to watch it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of that and because of how unbelievably boring my my parents' house is, it's all my own fault. I got the whole thing spoiled for me. So asking me a question like that. I already knew it was going to be Thrawn. I knew that that there was a mention there. Sure, um, but it doesn't change. I I, I don't believe that spoilers really diminish how much you enjoy a thing. So I, I still really enjoyed the episode, even though I had the whole thing. Uh, it's think, still think, cool to be like, "Where's Thrawn?" I'm like, "Ooh."
2: I think I think a name reveal isn't as much as like a like a full character reveal, right? Yeah, yeah. like well, no,
3: or like uh, you wouldn't want the ending of Knives Out spoiled for you, you know? Like it depends True. on the of a thing. Like mystery things. It was Daniel Craig. Like if the point if the point of watching something is to enjoy the mystery of it, having that spoiled is stupid. Like I wouldn't
2: want to go into sixth sense knowing the ending, then the movie would not be as enjoyable. Right. (laughs) That's like when
1: when it comes to like when it comes to like Thrawn, I'm like that that's really cool. It's still cool. If if Thrawn showed up in the episode, I think it would have had a different reaction if I had spoiled for me than if I just had
2: the is it this episode or the next episode where you see Goth, uh, Gideon on his on his ship? Oh, that's next next
1: episode. episode. I for sure
2: thought we were gonna get a hologram of Thrawn in that episode. Yeah, like when when he's like on the ship and like you know when it's like that beautiful angle of them in hyperspace. I for sure thought he was turning around and gonna do a hologram thing. I'm like, nah, he's gonna get Baby Yoda to throw some shit around.
1: Um, okay, so I want to I real quick to talk about Thrawn uh, because the implications that Ahsoka is still looking for Thrawn uh, brings up something very interesting. And Dave Filoni has played coy with it himself. This could potentially take place before the epilogue of Rebels.
2: Yes, I was telling him about this. Um, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. For me. Because Dave uh, Filoni could just say, "No, it takes place after or before." No, nah, he's being coy on purpose. Uh, yes. That's wild.
1: So what could happen is she finds the information, find Thrawn. She goes to get Sabine, and that's yeah. where and that's where Rebels starts. So, um. With Thrawn's inclusion, also brings up something that I actually started to really tired of with this episode. I, if it wasn't for the next episode, I would have been pretty exhausted with the formulaic format of of this episode, which is find a character, find us, find a side Star Trek, Star Wars character. They tell you to go do a thing. Find another side Star Wars character. They tell you to go do a thing. And so I was kind of getting a little a little tired of that of that formula. And Thrawn's inclusion kind of exemplified that, and only in the way as so far as like well, I kind of don't want Moff Gideon to be the lackey of Thrawn. And if Thrawn isn't a villain in the series, why bring him up in the series? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how, how do we feel about that? Do we want Moff Gideon to be Thrawn's lackey or do we want Moff Gideon to be the the big bad of the show?
0: Maybe not his lackey. Maybe more of, I would say more of a, an accomplice in a sense. Whereas okay, so it's not like, it's not like Thrawn saying, "Hey, Moff, Gideon, you do this, do this, do this?" Because I'm assuming Moff is under Grand Admiral,
1: but still, it's one of those things. is like, "Hey, you cool, you go do your own thing." Or, we, is Moff, or, or is Moff? Or is Moff Gideon? Another question, real quickly, Sparks. Uh, is Moff Gideon yeah. and Thrawn not <laughs> working together, and they're just two villains in the franchise?
3: Why are you all assuming that Thrawn is still working for the Empire? It's a good point. There's no stormtroopers at the magistrates
2: place that I saw. I yes, yes. I, I think it is a situation where um because we know what happens to Thrawn at the end of Rebels. Um I think it's a situation of Huh? Space whales. Space whales, yes. Uh <laughs> still hilarious, and I love it. I rewatched that clip recently. I'm like, yeah, dumb, I love it. Um <laughs> yeah, Thrawn has been doing his own thing with Ezra, without Ezra for a, a, a potentially a decade, right? Like that dude. I love Thrawn so much because that was a dude who literally turned on his own race because he knew the Empire would win. But once the Empire loses, what does that dude do now with his own life that he has freedom, basically? So I think I'm with you. I think much like Boba Fett, he is not tied to the Empire anymore. He's doing his own thing, but Ahsoka doesn't know that. She still needs to get her revenge or whatever.
3: I don't, and I don't mean to diminish this, but uh, like by comparing, um, but he, to me, Thrawn is probably running the same kind of now- Side, like I'm hustle. That Darth Maul was yes. all through Clone Wars into Solo. He's now his own entity thing, doing his own plan. Uh, I don't think he's connected to the Empire at all. Yeah,
1: there's a rumor going around that the third book in the Chiss Ascendancy uh, trilogy that, that uh, Timothy Zahn is writing, because mm-hmm. Timothy Zahn is writing has already written a third, another, tro- another Thrawn trilogy, right? Like, trilogy. No, that doesn't work. Um, and he's writing another one called Ascendacy. Uh, there's a rumor going around that it's going to reintroduce the Uzon Vong in some in oh, no. Well, we know that Dave Filoni wanted to do it in in Clone Wars anyway. Um, yeah. not in the same way that, like, oh, Palpatine was a good person all the time to- all along. But like yeah. the chist in those books were fighting a, a, a race uh from a, from outside the galaxy, and somehow it, it just got to the point where Thrawn joined the Empire, even though he doesn't really agree with the Empire. Yep. So I do think there's something there. So then I wonder, what's the... Is the rest of the... Sh- is, is the show leading to potentially... Do we think we're
2: going you know to... I'll just cut to this. Do we think we're going to see Thrawn in the show? I don't... Maybe? I I I I think if they set him up, they have to at least show him. But if I'm being honest, I think this is all set up for another show. Yeah. I think I think Mando was gonna want to stick with Mando stuff, but Dave Filoni has his love for the characters that he made and the stuff yeah. that he did in the animated show. And whether it's animated show or a live action show, I'll take either. I don't care. I'll take both. Um, give me two shows, actually. Um, <laughs> I think that's the, the trajectory. I think that's the trajectory. Yeah, that's a good point. I, here's
3: here's what I'll say. I I don't think Thrawn will show up in any way meaningful to the actual arc and story of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. However. It would not shock me if we see a live-action Thrawn at some point Hallgram. in the run of the show, Hallgram. because every Star Wars dork for a long time has wanted to see a live-action Thrawn, and I could see them just doing it to have that moment. Yeah, um, especially if it's setting up some some other series or something. Uh, so yeah. it wouldn't shock me, but I don't think th- uh, the more important point is that I don't think Thrawn is is an important antagonist for the Mandalorian story. Yeah, I think he is Ahsoka. And Ezra's antagonist for whatever story, wherever that's going to show up, when it
1: shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's why I like talking about this
2: sort of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's. It's, 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 we get to this is like, but I, I live action Ahsoka and Thrawn. Like, man, that's I, I. just watched Rebels like a year ago. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Great.
3: Yeah, uh, it, it is. It is just wild to watch Ahsoka be live action. That that was a wild feeling to just think back to oh, little snips in that terrible, terrible <laughs> first
2: movie, all yeah, the yeah. way up to this moment. Oh, <laughs> I Saw that in theaters. I brought my grandfather to that movie. He doesn't care about. He didn't care about Star Wars. That movie's not great. I'm like, talk oh, about talk sorry. about like
3: the worst. <laughs> like the worst <laughs> beginning and like what a character now
0: yeah <laughs> all right uh man, yeah i remember I, seeing previous for that movie thinking man this movie was gonna bomb and the movie wasn't good and i was like i'm not even gonna the show the show's probably gonna be that as bad and then i realized more darth maul come
2: back
1: came i will back. never <laughs> forgive i will never forgive that movie for what it did to that show
2: oh like gave a bad precedent basically
1: yeah
3: like
2: people didn't want to watch that show because of it yeah I was that, I was literally that person.
3: <laughs> I I came I came to Clone Wars like boy I hope this gets good. And the first the first episode they air did a lot of legwork to improve my feeling about it because it's all about Yoda telling the clones that they matter. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm like, that does a lot. And then the the immediate following three episodes are like a, a too long arc about Ahsoka trying to save Cloakoon. And oh, I'm like... Oh, yeah.
2: Cloakoon's <sighs> dope, though. But it gets better. <laughs> uh, real quick, talking about Clone Wars, I didn't realize until someone said on Twitter that the Tartakovsky Clone Wars is not on Disney+. Yes. That makes me sad. That makes me very sad. They Because they, I was they're... like literally about to like, I want to go
3: watch that, and I can't. <laughs> I would make a powerful argument that it remains canon, but most people will tell you it's not canon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I refuse to acknowledge that because Hardikovsky's work remains the place where Saz Ventress first appeared. And also the stories of Grievous uh attacking Coruscant to steal Palpatine and the story of Anakin in the cave on another planet are both such excellent stories, and you can work them into the logic of the the story
1: still. Where I'm I'll like, be, no, there can I'll be honest with you. I don't think the I don't think the Filoni Clone Wars series works without at least the beginning of the Tardakovsky Clone War series.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think it does. Um, I think I think uh, Tartakovsky's whole first season, which is the Asajj Ventress arc, yeah. uh, and leads into Anakin. Literally, Tartakovsky shows the ceremony where they turn Anakin into a Jedi Knight uh, and grant him that status. And uh, that's where you open those later CGI stuff with. And I'm like, I agree with you, Brandon. I don't think it works without acknowledging it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Sparks and I, you both have it on DVD, but like kill for a Blu-ray of that show.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I want it. Um,
3: Anyway, uh, I want to talk about, before we leave this episode entirely, um, Ahsoka's great uh, overall, just like having the character, uh, not necessarily in performance all the time, but having the character, her realization visually, um, I understand why they had to shorten her her headpiece. Yeah, uh, I don't mind. Uh, that didn't bother me. I read about that. Um... Cause you do look at rebels and they are because like she's growing and they grow a lot growing. longer in rebels compared. Wow, to rebels. see,
2: I thought for some reason it was like the older she gets, the shorter they get. Like I didn't even look into that's it. So logic. like I didn't even that's care. the logic I've kind of accepted yeah. is that like oh they shrink, but
3: I'm like you do see in the epilogue like she still got them really long. Um, that's right. Okay, y- yeah. You know it's
1: it's they, someone drew her differently. That's really, that's how I look at it, it exactly.
3: Like I can accept it. I know the reason why, which is that they they could not be that long and her do all the action scenes. Good, um, good choreography. It was too good job, Dave Filoni. Uh yeah, it looked really good. Uh all the all the setup, the a lot
0: of the shots are incredible. Um the fight between her uh Ahsoka and the Mad Street was one of the best fight scenes I've seen in Mandalorian. And don't get me wrong, Mandalorian has really good shootout scenes, but a hand-to-hand combat scene with the best car spear and the lightsabers was really cool. Solid lightsaber uh, action.
3: There's definitely the part where um she gets the lightsaber, one of the lightsabers out of Ahsoka's hand knocks it into the water, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she doesn't need to, but I'm yeah. like, oh no, she's in danger now. I always, I always love anytime a, a, a dual wielding like, to a person uh, turns it sideways or like backwards, and I'm like, that's like kill, that's a kill, that's a kill shot. Yeah, it's a kill a yeah,
0: the reverse
3: hold on it. Yeah, um, I I do want to briefly talk about the magistrate stooge, uh, the Michael Bean. Guy. Yeah, Michael Bean, who's uh <laughs> who I I really was interested in his moment where he's like we're willing to lay down our lives for the right cause. And this isn't it. And I'm like, Oh, this is interaction. This is doesn't go the way I thought. And then he still pulls his shit. And I'm yeah. like, well, you die. Like
0: the second he's laying his blaster down, I'm like, you got another one in your back pocket. You're going to try and pull a fast one up. Oh, there it yeah. is. And then I, I, I was put quick, quicker on the draw.
2: I've seen this. I've seen this scene before. Michael. B. I don't know um, I think the
3: one other major thing from this episode I want to touch on is, uh, Ahsoka refuses to train Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anakin. I get it. I get why we're, why we're referencing uh, Anakin in her mind as uh, a representation of why she shouldn't train Grogu. Um, to me, it feels a little still like we talked about they were going to find a reason inevitably to not have Grogu stay with Ahsoka. Uh, this still feels a little hammy to me, a little ham-fisted. Um, I would have much preferred like Ahsoka being like, "I can't train him. I'm on. I'm doing a thing after this guy, and it's dangerous. I don't have the time for. The, I can't do this. Um, mm-hmm. He's safer with you. He's Did bonded he even, with you. Could I could have, have accepted, but this, but this notion, this notion that Ahsoka thinks that Grogu's species, who lives for so long, will not at some multiple points of what would be many of her lifetimes, need to engage more with the Force." Seems arrogant from Ahsoka in a way that I don't appreciate. She says Uh,
1: that it's better; it would be better if he just forgot the Force altogether.
3: But I don't know if that's possible with their species. Because you think if it was, it already would have happened. Because he's Uh, fifty, right? And I'm like, I that feels like bull. That feels like bunk. Uh, That feels like uh, Ahsoka needing an excuse uh writing wise rather than like me buying this character who has in a sense forged a better path than either the jedi or the sith of how to commune with the force that is essentially what that character arc has come to mean for a lot of star wars fans is she found a better way to do it yeah and her not seeing the the way that she can implement a greater future for force wielders through Grogu, yeah, feels really silly.
2: I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, because um, I, th- I do think you're right. I, I think it's a, very much a situation of kind of like the Last Jedi, where like the Luke, re- Luke's like, I can't train you because we can't go down the same path we've done before. Yeah, I think that's what's what Ahsoka's feeling. I just don't think it's written as well. I think I, I don't mind the thing where like Ahsoka has seen what what attachments do and all this stuff. Like I I'm okay with her reasoning. I don't think it's written well enough to to uh, allow it. Basically. So so my whole thing is that uh, the reason that the attachments
3: specifically as an argument bothers me is because Ahsoka's whole thing is that she should again like it's that arrogance that he won't ever commune with the Force again in in the many many hundreds of years that are ahead of him. Uh, that that won't become a thing, I mean, and that yeah. she can't more responsibly train him because she is she is not only aware of it, she has learned how to accept the loss of attachments and still be a strong force wielder. That's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, that's the fan thing going around about yeah. older group is like accepting that you, the Jedi had it wrong about abandoning attachments. It's not that you can't have attachments; you just can't have fear about losing.
2: Said Maybe then, just a Sokka's just wrong. Right, maybe she's just wrong then. Sure, like maybe it's just a character thing of like, yo, maybe she's making a bad choice. Like that's okay. And, and and I, I get that because it's Dave Filoni doing it. So like, he is literally the only person that I'm like, I trust what you're saying about the character you literally created.
3: You know, what for I mean? sure, like
2: for sure. And and uh, I hear that.
3: I I just as a person who we haven't seen, like there are story gaps to Ahsoka's story that we haven't seen. Yeah, but it feels in writing more like less of a because-of-the-character choice and more of a because-the-show-must-be-Mando-and-Grogu
2: yes. no, I uh, agree. Choice. No, I agree. I think the writing doesn't explain, doesn't do it well enough like a Les Janik did. Yeah, yeah. Which, well, I
1: think, literally- well, I think... Well, I think Sparks was right that I think a, a better uh, excuse would have been uh, she is right now on a mission, and right now Grogu is better off with Mando. Um, yeah. The other thing is... Okay. you. You kind of bulldozed through a couple of things that I wanted to that I that I wanted to bring up. Um one of them is that uh in in Ahsoka's eyes, Mando is essentially Padme to Grogu's Anakin. Sure. Like that that's what that's what she's seeing. She is seeing yeah. uh another Anakin. I wonder if she doesn't know how long Grogu is A been alive or B will live. No, she has to know because she's
3: the one who explains that he was uh, Train, trained trained right. at the Jedi temple so she knows he's at least a decent chunk of time old and she uh she has every reason to know Yoda was very old yeah
1: the mm-hmm. the other thing that I wanted to bring up was that um Ahsoka's journey mirrored what we wanted to see from Rey going out coming out of the last Jedi the the what we saw with Luke do in legends which was recreate the Jedi order um Attachments were fine, you know, as the fear of losing the attachments. Well, we saw Ahsoka's journey up until the last Jedi was what we wanted to see. Ray go through a similar journey. Well, what we, we assumed that Ray's journey would have been come Colin Trevorrow's episode nine. And I wonder if the reason why, and they're kind of playing us off, but this could be this could just be like uh damage control. I wonder if the reason why Ahsoka doesn't sh- doesn't say she's not a Jedi in this episode is because of what happened to Rey in The Rise of Skywalker, which is that the Jedi were right, the Jedi were deified, and they were great people. Um, and now Ahsoka needs to be... Like, it came down from on high that Ahsoka needs to be a Jedi in the in the sense of the prequels were.
2: Hmm. I, I think... I think Jedi, in this case, is just the moniker. Because, like, she's the lightsaber wielder. Like, he's the Mandalorian. He's the child. She's the Jedi. I think it's... I think it's kind of just that. I don't think it's any more than that, to be honest.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I buy that personally. Uh, I just because... don't
2: think... At least for Mandalorian, I don't think it really... It matters. Because <laughs> there's not... Jedi's not the important thing about the show.
1: No, that's true. But there is a specific thing in Rebels that that Ahsoka says, I am no Jedi. She's very clear... Yeah, she mm-hmm. does go. She does follow the path of the force. She is on the light side of the force, but she is not a Jedi. She what, like Spark said, set found a what was essentially a better path, and it is a path that that people wanted to see Rey go down sure. until JJ Abrams got got his hands on it. I I, I hear what Here's you're saying. All the
2: mand- so Mandalor, all Mandalorians are called Mandalorians, but they're not all part of the Mandalorians. Same mm-hmm. with the Jedi. And like, and I know we're bigger nerds, and like we like the 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 actual meaning of the word Jedi. And, and just saying Jedi are two different things, but I think honestly in this case it's just they're calling her Jedi because that's the best way to describe her. I think
3: I think more than anything, Brandon, what Brandon's speaking to is that she never explains when he calls her a Jedi
2: that she's no Jedi. Oh yeah, again I think that's what uh, to and, that, yeah. and that
3: she kind of re- refers to herself in that larger sense. Okay. When the last time we saw the character, she was saying I'm not a Jedi. Yeah, yes. uh, but she so that as if she is still part of that, oh, okay. and she's not, which is the whole idea of like. This is your opportunity to like forge that new path, is in Grogu. So that's why it becomes so hard to swallow oh, okay, Ahsoka makes,
2: letting that opportunity go. That makes more sense then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Th- thank you. That's exactly I what think I was think saying, Sparks. Again, just Dave Filoni's great, maybe not the best writer. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he did to write story. this episode. John Favreau did. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking of wait wait, 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 wait. I thought he wrote the the, the Ahsoka episode. He directed the Ahsoka <laughs> episode. He also wrote this whole episode. No, John Favreau did. John Favreau wrote every
1: episode this season. I checked. He did.
2: Yeah. I, I believe you. I
1: 100% believe you. He is the he is a sole credited writer Whenever whenever the credits roll up and say written by it's always John Favreau. Now, he could have written it with other people and they're just not credited. I'll give well, that. Colony
3: had input. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially with things like this, he had input, yeah. but
0: yeah. definitely directed this episode.
3: Yes. Yeah, this is a Colony directed episode. But and he still you know, Filoni's still involved in the process, so it's the kind of thing where you... I, I feel like at a certain point you kind of go, we need Mando and the baby to stay together. That's why we're just yeah. going to accept this. Um, and it's like, it, I, I, I'm not upset with the episode for it necessarily. I just, I do find it the weaker excuse, which is what I was concerned about. Right. Uh, and I hope that greater justification and fleshing out occurs at some later date. Whether that's in Mandalorian, whether that's in an Ahsoka related project of some kind. I just want that to be more crystallized. Right. Um, I know we're running uh, close on Ben's clock, so let's switch to
1: chapter uh fourteen. The tragedy. So tragedy. In, going into this chapter, well, I have a question to ask all of you. Now Ahsoka says we're gonna you're gonna we're gonna reach out to the force so someone's gonna find you. Going into this episode, how many Jedi did you count were alive? I didn't count. Yeah, I, I didn't count. I, I, I I was count. Nobody thought about it? I love thinking about that. I'm sorry. I've I, I, I I asked everybody. I figured it was Ezra. Uh, um, Luke,
0: Leia, Ezra, Ahsoka. Um, Leia's not people, a Jedi. Possibility Cal Kestis. People um, think Cal.
1: People think Cal's still alive, yeah. Then um, Leia's, Leia's not a Jedi. <laughs> I, just want, I just want to be clear.
2: If we're looking at everyone who's like, I don't think Luke's showing up. Uh, I don't think Calpnesis is showing up. We're not getting a, a half dead Mace Windu as much as everyone wants that. I um, <laughs> no, I saw that one too. I thought that was I, funny. <laughs> if we're just, I'm just like, it, it's it's probably the laziest answer, but like, if we look at who's left, who's making the show, who showed up in the show this little episode, it's got to be Ezra, right? It, it's it's unless it's a, a complete random, but that would be, I don't think that would tie into the story at all. So there's so a, I still, a... sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No no. Okay, uh,
3: so I still stand by that, like, my interpretation going into the episode, and still kind of where I'm sitting at this moment, is that he was going to commune with future Yoda. Or, sorry, future Yoda. Ghost Yoda. Uh, Force Yoda. Force Yoda. Uh, that he was going to commune with Yoda. That works, and that yeah. uh, and that Yoda was kind of going to present the path. And ultimately, that Grogu was going to choose not to uh, take on a Jedi Master. Um and that, you know, there will be consequences of that. Because again, like you're going to run into the same problem we just had with the Ahsoka episode. How can he have a Jedi master and also stay with the Mandalorian?
2: Mm-hmm,
3: sure. Um, so I think that ultimately like, cause they left that idea open. I do think Grogu's going to have to deal with his force stuff. And that's going to be something that they're crossing across later seasons of the show is that like, it becomes too difficult and you know, you'll circle back to Ahsoka being like, Oh no, we got to do it or whatever it is. Uh, but in the moment that Grogu, with Yoda's uh, guidance, is going to choose, nah, not right now.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: Yeah. Man,
0: the way like the way I, I yeah, oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, because Ahsoka says that um, he sees you as a father figure. So, so Grogu already has an attachment to uh, to Din, the, to the Mandalorian, and it was only him using the ball where he was able to use the Force to take the ball off, out of his hand.
1: Um, the there's a rumor going around that what's his name? From what Bly- what's the name from Bly Rammer? Bly, Bly Rammer. Bly Manor.
2: Uh, Raoul right. oh, Cooley. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, the joke is that like, uh, he's Ezra and that's been like a nice fun fan thing that even he leans into. Yeah. Um, y- listen, man, he talks to, he talks to famous people that are in the star Wars shows and he's, he's not really famous. So it's either, he's just a really cool guy that's able to talk to all those people or something else is happening. It's just, Ooh. it's, I'm just saying, like sometimes social media talks more than the people themselves. It's mm-hmm. very easy that way. Um, it could be all the bullshit, of course. Uh, he, he's the right age. I'm just saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know? We don't really know when Ezra would have spilled out on yeah, the other
1: side. It's Star Wars. Who cares? Bo-Katan's 55. Bo-Katan, uh, Boba Fett is younger than Bocatan. Yeah.
0: And Boba- <laughs> okay. So. Speaking of Boba Fett, and speaking of the next episode of Tragedy, I take back almost every single bad thing I've ever said about Boba Fett in my entire life, because holy shit, Boba Fett was awesome in this episode. Again, I know. Again, we about
2: this. You don't have to... Boba Fett was a shitty character for 40 years. He, he's he still... Was. Before this week, he was still a shitty character. This episode just made him cool now. It doesn't make him cool before. It makes him cool now for the future. Yeah, He still sucks. He's still boring. He's still uh, overhyped until now. Uh, Sorry, uh, that's no,
1: They got they it. Go to- tython uh, and, and, and then he puts him on the rock. He's like, just do your thing.
2: Turn on. Does this?
1: Do, is there a switch? <laughs> <laughs> do I have to do something? Yeah.
3: Do I have
0: to push a button? And then like he's like, and then once we see like we see this slave one
1: just fly, I was like, oh, we know who that is. I'll tell I'm- you. I'll tell you exactly what happened when I saw the slave one. I was like, oh right, he would still have that ship because I was thinking to myself when when. He was on when we saw him on, on, uh, on Tatooine. I was like, okay, so he's still on Tatooine, so he's still like stuck on Tatooine. Okay, cool, whatever. He'll, we'll, we'll circle back to Tatooine eventually and he'll be there. And I was, and I saw the ship, I was like, oh yeah, he would just have it. He would still have it.
3: Does, it. it does bring up an interesting concept that, like, if he still had his ship this whole time, he just hung out on Tatooine, I he guess. Just hung out on Tatooine.
0: Probably trying to find his armor.
2: He's a simple I'm man, I'm sure. Yeah, just trying to make his way in the galaxy.
0: Yeah.
3: He'd like he just uh he just decided not to take a ship but to walk across the desert to find yeah. his armor. And he was on his way to that village and he like just got there and then he sees him go away with the armor. He's like, Oh uh, damn it. <laughs> you
0: gotta walk like all he's the way thing. back to my ship. Like he sees yeah. the razor crest flying away, and he's like, Son of a bitch. All right, here so we go.
3: We finally do know that yes, it was in fact uh Boba Fett who had spurs on for some reason. Um, he had spurs on in
2: the original. That's, right. how, that's
3: how you know. Uh, walking walking up to Ming-Na Wen in season one, uh, we were all A+, plus. correct, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, gave her a robot belly. <laughs> that was a great way to bring her back. Yep.
0: Yeah. And apparently, ballet. Boba Fett is a Mandalorian, unlike we previously thought, because his father fought in the Mandalorian Wars, and we now know there are two sections of Mandalorians. His father was a foundling. His yep,
3: father was father. a
2: foundling. Mm-hmm. New information, uh,
3: which doesn't necessarily mean that he was like True Blood Mandalorian, but he does at least come from Mandalorian heritage. He's adopted yep. Mandalorian, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Much like much like Dinjarin, cool. he is a family. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, mm-hmm. nice little wrinkle, and it's something that brings those characters together in a way that well, would otherwise be Mando's. What I really liked about what I really liked about
1: Boba was that Boba was never because Jango bailed from the Mandalorian people way before Boba was even born, uh, yeah. if we're led to believe. So, so. Boba would never have been born a Mandalorian. He would never have known Mandalorian culture. So when he's just like, did you take the creed? It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just want my armor.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's mine. It's got my name in it. Yeah. It's my dad's Uh, armor.
1: It's mine. Give it to me. I really like the
3: interpretation that um, being in the Sarlacc pit finally made Boba go, maybe I've been overconfident and stupid my whole life. I guess (laughs) I should try and actually get good at things. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because watching that character in Clone Wars specifically, you're like, oh, he's just like always too big for his britches and stupid. Trying to do train heists and shit. And Rebels when he
2: when he shows up in Rebels. Oh my god! He has like a he has like a he's like a crew or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. He's with Boss. (laughs) And
1: and it was kind of cool. Like it was the it was the actor
2: who played him in in Attack the Clones. Like he came back to do Rebels. Um, Oh yeah. Morrison, like it's always something. Again, I say it's only something that like, the time can give you. You have the actor who played the dad who could now play the son, Uh and it's actually better than it was before. I'm like, son becomes the father. The son becomes the father. Father becomes the son. There's Ouroboros, <laughs> the snake eats the tail. Um, and I like, I like that Boba Fett has a little belly. He's got, he's got some pounds to him. He's not like, he's not, he doesn't have a six pack. He puts that armor on. And he's like, his like, armor hangs over his belly. And I'm like, hell yeah, daddy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i love i love seeing him go hand to hand without the armor uh I think that was a really great moment um to to showcase how cool that character could be without mm-hmm. the armor
2: uh tamara Morrison who is Maui uh he brought um his uh, he brought his own cultural stuff into it. and he's like yeah they let me bring my own type of like uh battles and like you know he does and it's not in the show but like um uh, like that type of a battle with with like a big he's, melee. Uh, stick. Weapon, the weapon is even based. Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh,
3: so the it's fight stick, it,
0: Like, because they have the this because he took a staff from the Tuscan Rangers and he's using that to fight the stormtroopers with. Yeah. And I love the fights. wrecks scenes. that yeah. helmet. Yeah, yeah, you. He smacks stormtroopers and their helmets and their the the their shitty
2: plastic just goes flying everywhere. It's like, dude, this is cool. I saw some of that. I think it was in season one. Uh, so we got some helmet breaking, and like it's good to see some of that too, because like it's really mm-hmm. satisfying to see that plastic, the slow motion break. Uh, I love, good job I Robert,
1: love the idea? idea. Robert Rodriguez directed this one. I love the idea that uh, stormtroopers finally got good at shooting people, and they're shooting a bunch of people with Beskar armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the guy
3: who committed to blasting that rock. That's a video rather game. Rather than moving it. away, he's just like,
1: "I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it."
2: <laughs> I played <laughs> that point. This works.
1: Or when uh, when the when the rocket when the when the knee rockets show out and it's like let's go let's go we need to leave oh better leaving yeah. bye he
2: like, nope <laughs> did he have the knee rockets before because that's pretty cool he, no, I don't, I don't know but he always did cool. yeah he just never it. Uh, he has like the twin shooter like yeah this is the cool this is the coolest Boba Fett's ever been because he actually has a character too um now we're gonna get now we're gonna get like comics or books that are like what he's been doing for the last like ten like however many years like finally Boba redemption.
0: It's nice. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Or of course the great uh robot chicken meme that's been circling around he's like back from the dead assholes. And he's, like, <laughs> and he's killing all the Stormtroopers. And even I, when uh, he like shot down the ship and it crashed to the other one, I missed. And he's like, nice shot, I was aiming for the other
2: one. Yeah, I uh I, I thought a couple episodes ago, I was like, okay, so like is 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 every season gonna be like getting the old crew back together from from Navarro? And I'm like, This this episode we got a we got a new team. We got we got we got another Mando We got uh Ming na in. I'm like, what's her name? What's her name?
1: I don't remember her name. Her character's name.
2: Fennec, yeah, I don't right. know. Fennec, got a comic. Fennec
1: Shane Fennec. No. Fennec.
2: It's it's Fennec Fennec. something. It's something. Yeah. Uh it's just it's nice to have like a, a nice rotating batch of characters. Um Bill Burr's gonna come back, they're gonna spring him from prison somehow. And I'm like, Oh god. That's oh, that's oh, Boston. Awesome. Space Boston man. Oh uh, space Boston Bill man. Sure, Bill I sure hope
3: is better than that prison break episode was
2: i i want to say they like they got him because i like Bill Burla. i think he's a really charismatic guy and i think like can we just get him back forget everything else it's like let's just get him and make him funny again um because that's fun
1: i'm into it um what i really liked about this episode was uh one of the things i really like about boba's character now especially uh is that and we get so much of his character um he makes a deal, my armor for the safety of the child, and when the child is taken, he's like, child's not safe. I'm still going to yeah. help you.
2: That's, that's
1: And that's mad and honor. That, and that doesn't feel like the
3: Boba before the Sarlacc. No. No, it doesn't. This is, this is, new, this is new Boba. Yeah, yeah. This and Boba I, truly is a simple man trying to do good <laughs> in the universe. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I really like that character development of this cocky asshole going through the universe, and now he's just like, uh, I screwed up. I I I'm gonna make my father proud. He's probably
0: he's probably gonna be like, hey, if you spent as long as time as I did
2: in a, in the belly of a starlight pick being slowly digested, you probably change your outlook on life too. Yeah, dude, he looks messed up. He's got like he's like his face is all like scratched and deformed, like acid, and like mm-hmm. it's a good look. It's a good. I'm glad he doesn't. He's not like he's just not perfect. Handsome. Yeah, because yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's you were in a belly, my man. Yeah, it, it looks that's like. like that's I mean, yeah.
0: that's what the Starlock pit is. It's You get slowly digested. It's not a quick, pain, painless death. You're
2: in there for a while. <laughs> we know what the Starlock pit looks like because of Star Wars Galaxies and, like, it books and stuff. But, like, we don't know if, like, you can live in there. So I'm imagining Boba Fett spent, like, six months just trying to survive in the pit of this monster. And that is a story I'll read a comic about. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like either eating parts of the
3: monster from inside or the other pe- things that fall in, yeah, yeah.
2: Like there's random Tusken Raiders who have been also living in there, that he has to team up with. Like, this,
3: oh, I'm, just, I'm gonna read this book now.
2: Oh, I want to read the Tom Taylor comic
1: that he wrote about Boba Fett. Now,
2: Did,
1: is there is Tom there Taylor Fett? early in his career wrote a dark horse, uh, Boba Fett series called uh, Bloodlines? Um, oh, oh, he wrote. It- and it's about uh Boba Fett
2: meeting a clone of Django. Oh, that's sick. Oh, oh yeah. that's sick. Yo, re- where's Rex at? I'm just saying. He's dead. He's dead. Right, where's Rex at? He's like 90 now. Uh um, he's fine. Now, but now it's 10 years later. Now he's definitely dead. <laughs> he's uh, up there, a- here, up here, six feet long.
1: I think I think you could potentially make some, some stupid Star Wars logic of like, we took
2: out the thing that made him age fast. I, yeah, I would, I would really love to see, uh, some, some Boba Fett clone stuff. Cause like, that is, that is some like, that is some like, um, like really like high level, like, are you, do you have a soul? Are you me? Are we the same? Like that is Rex some like, is, uh... I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. Rex's ball too. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Just get tomorrow to, to, to play all the characters. Yeah.
3: Wasn't yeah. that like a rumor? Oh, what if it's. Yeah, it was a rumor. Oh. there was a rumor. <laughs> I feel like if we were going to see Rex, we were going to see him with Ahsoka. Yeah, probably. So- or he's with Sabine. <clears throat> or he's with Sabine. Yes. Fair enough. Uh,
1: well, we know where he was at the end of Return of the Jedi, because he's been retroactively Yeah, he's
0: on Endor. Peter, he could be a high-ranking officer in the New Republic now. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
3: hey, hey, now
0: we hey, know. If the, boy, if the little boy in Iron Man 2 is Peter Parker, then that old man
3: on Endor is Rex. <laughs> yeah, <that's
2: laughs> a mistake, I think. <laughs>
3: But not, oh, just it's uh, not
0: like when we see Slave One fly in, and we see Boba, and he doesn't really say his name. It's not until now when uh, Fenix says, "Boba Fett is my salvation." Now I give him my services because he, he saved me from certain death. And just when he flies in with the armor on, and just he's just wrecking all these stormtroopers. The action, in, as much as I liked the lightsaber fight in uh, the in the Jedi, I love the um, the gunslinging action in think- in the tragedy. I think this episode had the best action of the series so far. So far, Robert, I believe so. Yeah. Good. I was, I was, when I was watching this, I was on the edge of my seat, just like cheering on doing, excuse me, doing something I never thought I'd do in my entire life cheer Boba Fett on.
1: So, uh, Ben, as we said before, we are getting a little close to your time to leave. Um, yeah. So, I want to bring up a couple of things, uh, one of which was the Dark Troopers. Yep, Ooh. We haven't talked about them yet. I think we nope. should talk about them. Yeah. Um uh, they're rad,
0: they look cool, and they're droids.
1: Yeah. I really, I really liked the the man when Mando's like, okay, I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna try and save you, and he leaves, and then the the force field goes down right after he leaves, and he's <laughs> just like Oh no! didn't <laughs> well, he Put his
3: stupid jetpack back on. God darn it! Man. Why didn't
2: he
1: put his jetpack? I was thinking about that the
2: whole I episode. Like, why he didn't, didn't he
0: put be- the jetpack back on?
2: Yeah, it's he. He he's not a quick thinker. He should have he should have thought about that. Yeah.
0: Well, also the like, everyone had it was like a Mexican standoff where they everyone had their weapons on. So I was like, okay, you drop the jetpack,
1: she'll drop the gun, and
2: I'll. No, I'll... but
1: when the dark when when the dark troopers are go are going when he sees them and he's running to to the thing. Pick up the damn jetpack, put it on, and fly there, bitch. Yeah,
2: that's unfortunately another thing of like riding where like he can't get there before it's got to be a tragedy, yeah. So, if anything, they should have like destroyed the jetpack or something, like because like but he literally... can't because it's Buscar. yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm like, he's just got to forget he has a jetpack, I guess.
0: <laughs> Yo, how much does it suck? He just got the razor crest fixed and then it blows up in this episode. I
2: yeah. love okay, real quick, there's a
1: thing going around that I didn't even connect the dots, and if this is what happened, then I'm 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 amazed. When when uh when Dan is looking through the, the razor crest and finding all the things and finds the ball, Boba has this look where he's looking at him and then he looks away. Now as people have spliced that together with the moment of Boba looking at his father's helmet in Attack of the Clones. God and like looking at the like he like he know he understands the loss and I'm like, ooh man, if that was intentional, that's pretty good.
2: Yes, the loss of your father and the loss of your ship are the exact same thing. No the, because loss,
1: because of the loss of baby Yoda. Yeah.
2: yeah. Loss of Grogu. Uh sure. Uh but I, I, when, I have the exact same shot. I don't remember. If it is, good for you, I guess. But when fine. uh but they just they just splice it to
1: kind of be like, you know, Boba like understands the loss because he lost his father. There's also another moment that I want to highlight that I think is really cool for Boba's character. When Boba is flying the slave one and Fennec says, They've got they've got the child, you need to go after them. And he immediately like, Okay, that's what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he goes yeah. after them. I love that. But he can't, but he can't
3: shoot him because it could hurt Grogu. So but oh, no. then of course and then, the- and then just uh, the Empire is back. That's crazy. And he's like, I'm looking right at an <laughs> Imperial crew. <laughs> Are you
2: sure? Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um I was super scared that there was gonna be another volley and it was gonna destroy that slave one real quick. Me yeah, too. Yeah i was gonna be like wow we got boba redemption over yeah I thought uh, to. Which, to be fair would have been a good like nice little ending but like oh now we're getting but but you again. cut it short too soon absolutely yeah. like boba I, deserves, deserves
3: his chance now yeah
0: i feel that if they were gonna kill boba and the slave one and blow that ship up right then and there i would be like okay you just brought him back made him the most badass characters in all star wars in three minutes and now did you just kill him no that's messed up i would have been mad yeah.
1: Is he the most badass right, well, character in all Star Wars? Yeah,
0: all right, Ben. Well,
1: for the, I can't for, say you're happy. The, no, let me finish. Hold on, ben ben ben, ben. ben, ben. Ben. When you talk, he, can, he his audio goes out. So real quickly, Sparks, what were you saying? Oh, no, he can go. I was just giving him shit.
0: Yeah, I know he was giving me shit, because I'm saying for those three minutes, he was the most badass character in Star Wars. I don't think so.
2: I mean, There's I've seen... More badass. I mean, I've never seen a, niche, a knee gun before. That's true. But I have seen Mace Window literally destroy an entire drone fleet with his fists. Oh my god! So oh I don't know if the coolest guy in Star Wars is a 45 year old overweight Boba Fett.
3: <laughs> it's awesome. I'm just really happy that Boba Fett is actually cool now.
2: Yeah, and and maybe in 20 years Phasma will somehow get this redemption, but I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't want it. I'm still sad um, that they didn't kill Phasma again in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, they should have. Just do the do the three P. Yeah. Um, I agree. So yeah, uh the child, child's taken. Uh the donor, he is a donor. Yeah. So I definitely think now this is definitely separated from Thrawn stuff. So I think this is definitely tied to Snoke and, and Force body stuff. Uh which is fine. Like I don't think they need they're not going too hard into it, but I definitely think this is this is uh, a stuff.
1: I loved watching Grogu just wreck the stormtroopers. <laughs> The whole time Grogu
0: was doing the force thing, I was like, no, don't give in to anger. Anger oh leads to hate. Hate
2: to jealousy. The and then uh, <laughs> and, and then uh Moff is just watching like in like be- like amazement, like, wow, you're so strong, little guy. Just makes you so sleepy. <laughs> Uh, and then, like,
0: Grover's like, yeah, I'm tired, I want to sleep. And then we get,
1: we see the Darksaber again, like, uh-huh. you know what this is, don't you? It's our it's our closest,
3: best look at the Darksaber, it looks really good.
1: Also,
2: I love it's that, good. like, it, like, grows, it's not like a lightsaber that just comes out, like, it expands out, uh, that's, yeah. that's a, I, that's pretty cool,
1: pretty cool. I love the, let's, just to be clear, the Darksaber is just a black-bladed lightsaber,
2: doesn't have any yeah. special powers. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't uh, uh, eat through uh, matter. It's an anti matter. That was a fun little yeah. yeah. That'd be that'd be sin. Mm-hmm. That's what destroys Beskar. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get a lightsaber Beskar battle. Probably episode eight is next yeah. episode seven. Yeah. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Probably not next episode. Um. Yeah. I I wonder. I actually, wonder because we kind of talked about. I don't think it's gonna be like. It's not going to be another prison like escape episode next time but like if they're going after Grogu again is it just going to be another like we're going to go break a prisoner out episode? Well, I don't think okay, so here's my theory.
0: Now that Cara Dune is an official marshal of the new republic, she can prop she now has like when when Din goes to her and says, "Oh my god, you're a marshal, and we need to go spring this guy out of prison." And she's like, "Well, we can't spring something out because this badge those stripes I mean there's rules we have to follow he's like yeah. yeah they took the child she could probably like maybe pull some strings and be like yo we need this dude for a thing and maybe strike a deal say it's hey possible. if you do this deal with this yeah. and like they don't spring him out of prison it's like hey you do this deal it's kind of like when those movies were
1: like in catch me if you can
0: where they go to leonardo dicaprio and say hey help us find this criminal and then we're gonna reduce your prison sentence If yeah,
1: possible, that makes sense. um i think i would almost prefer that because i don't want to see another yeah. prison break uh, uh, mostly because I kind of i like the direction that this episode went there was there was more agency like din wasn't told what to do to, he he wasn't told another planet to go to he 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 had agency like I need to do this now I need to go save the baby and I really liked that um yeah. and I don't want I don't want to kind of revert back to another formula uh, I want to keep the momentum going
2: so my my question is is the next episode the grogu capture or so that the grogu uh uh, like uh would get him back and then the the last episode is something different or is the next episode like lead up to the big battle because like we only have two episodes left so i'm like i'm not sure i'm not sure what the trajectory is anymore i think it's possible we could possibly we could potentially see a two-parter yeah oh yeah Yeah, i'm pretty sure it's a two-parter yeah Yeah. i'm just wondering like are we gonna get uh, i mean
3: remember how season one ended that was essentially a two-parter because we're gonna you know, see our good guys put on their back foot for mm-hmm. the end of the first part. So, are we
2: getting? Uh, do you do you think we're getting Bo-Katan back for the last? God,
1: episode? I hope so. Well, I would love to
2: see Bo-Katan. I, I have to assume Mando's going to be like, "Hey, uh, I need all the help I can get taking on this." He's imperial definitely going to try
1: and contact her if he can. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, knows that Moff Gideon has the dark saber, but Din doesn't. So I wonder if Bo-Katan, if Din, will be like, "I need your help fighting Moff Gideon." And she's like, "Hell yeah!" Yeah. Oh, like oh, we have unfinished business.
2: Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. it's a good. Point.
1: Um, do you think uh,
3: do you think Gideon survives this season? I hope. I
2: I, I I he's definitely been around a lot more this season, but I still he's not don't around. Feel like we've
3: gotten enough he's, with he's him. He's not
2: there enough. He's just like the bad guy, which he's good at. But like, I I want more. I need more of I that. Mean, I
0: I want more too. I want more of Juan Carlos Pozio because I love
1: him. As I mean, he's. He does bad guys very well, so yeah. I, you know what I, get-
0: would,
1: I know, I know, I I don't like Rise of Skywalker, but I would kind of love it in kind of a stupid way. Is if at the end of the season, Ian McDermott shows up as Palpatine,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like if... I part like a, heart- just like
1: a hologram, just a hologram.
2: Like I maybe like if I'm being honest, like it. it any ways to make that movie better, like I'm about, but I don't want it to be in service of the Mandalorian. That's my fear. Sure. That was my fear with, with, the, with the Grogu clone stuff in the first place. But I think the way that they're doing it, if they're not super direct about it, like it doesn't need to be about Palpatine and the Jedi's and all that. If it's about Mando trying to stop this plan from happening and we just know the plan's vague enough that it involves this stuff, I, I wouldn't necessarily hate a, one Palpatine, I need the child, but I just don't want it to be a focus that's no. what that's what i'm really worried about sure I uh, agree. but with Filoni, i don't think i need to worry yeah
1: yeah uh okay i guess that's it i love talking star wars but with it looks dope yeah he does yeah, yeah. that
3: is the. I, feel like, uh, I will say i feel like uh din tries one too many times to try and pull the child out well yeah. he's got the thing going and i'm like bro after the second time bro you, <laughs> you, you it's not happening <laughs> like he gets knocked out. He gets knocked out on one of them, and then yeah. he tries again. I'm like, bro, you're you're stubborn. And he lets the other guys do
0: all the fighting. Yeah.
3: Oh, it like- I love. I like, I
0: like seeing proud dad in Jaren. Yeah. Yeah, but then you see him pop up, and like when he goes, tries to get the child through the for the the force force field. the definition of insanity. Yeah. There you go. You keep trying. Uh,
2: to
3: <laughs> I'm stoked to see him with Boba. Uh, in action over the next couple episodes. Yeah, I'm glad that that's just going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad Ming-Na Wen is getting justice, because when she was just, like, taken out in that one episode, we were all like, what?
2: Yeah, <laughs> That was my problem with the first season, that everyone was just there for one episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. this season, um, besides that one episode, which I think is fine, I think the season overall has just been real, real good, and, like, yeah. like the, the good type of fan service where, like, I'm like, if it was done wrong, it could really, like, like oh man, Star Wars again! But like it, because it's Dave Filoni and he cares so much, uh, I think he's just doing great stuff. Like That's he's doing what you want with that with Star you Wars. You know who I hope to see again? And this is just, even if it's just a small role, but I really
0: like to see him again, Mr. Kim. I'm oh, sure,
2: I, I I'm sure he'll be around. I watched an interview with him, and that dude is so nice. And he is he he goes to, to conventions every year. He has like dozens of Star Wars cosplay. He's the biggest Star Wars fan on the planet, and like. It's. It, you should watch the interview with him it's great. He's so charming. Um, you know what one of the things that the show that
1: I think the, the show is able to do with the fan service to make it uh, better than what we've seen before um, is that it goes back to what they talked about in the in the Disney Gallery series where they talked about the Mandalorian. They didn't look at Star Wars for influence they looked at what George Lucas looked for influence. Right, oh, yeah, yeah.
3: That's very, very clear with the uh, Ahsoka episode for sure. Yeah, because yeah. George Lucas was very heavily inspired by Kurosawa, and that episode is super Kurosawa. So
1: yeah. yeah, he might as well have directed it. And I think when you when you when you don't look at Star Wars as a reverential thing, you can bring in the fan service and it doesn't feel too hamfisted.
0: Yeah, God,
3: like a beautifully intentionally made black and white cut of that episode.
2: Oh, like, I, like I yeah.
3: want you'd have to have planned it and done it, but like that would be cool.
2: More George like,
1: Miller, less
2: less uh, <laughs> that matter. Like, just yeah. like even the opening, where like she's in like the fog and like the like the lightsaber lights up and lights down. Just like picturing yeah. what like a, an
3: actual like purposefully balanced black and white. That first off the Kurosawa setting of it, but then like what the lightsabers would look like. Yeah, uh, very is, good. good, crazy. Can't wait for next episode. Speaking of, I wanted to jump back to something I thought of earlier I forgot to mention. Um, you were talking about like where we don't know where this takes place. It's very clear that they don't know, have made no decision about where this takes place in relation to the Rebels epilogue because uh, the concept art showed Ahsoka in her outfit from that epilogue. Oh, that's um, true. The yeah. white cloak and yeah. everything on, and I'm like, yeah, you guys really didn't know what you were... That's okay. I'm not bothered. Yeah.
1: Ahsoka nice. the White... Mhm. I mean she's okay. been that
3: forever. All right. Oh, yeah. uh, so
1: at the turn of the tide. That does it. Mandos. For this. So Ooh, the next time that- the next time we talk about Mandalorian will be the series the season, not the series. Whoops. The season finale.
2: <laughs> oh, real quick, so remember Brandon when when those rumors were going on like um like okay, like there's like a rebels show shooting or like people think it's Mandalorian season 3, like there was like confusion around there. Do you remember what, what about that series, yeah. Yeah. So I think like I think that Mando season three stuff might like or like might just include so much stuff from other seasons. People think it's a different show because yeah. so many people are showing up because this season has Ahsoka and it's got uh, it's got Thrawn and all this stuff. So I'm like, people might just think it's another show when it's just another Mando season. There's, uh, there's so
1: many rumors going around that there's a Boba Fett TV series shooting or yeah. there's a, a there's a Rebels follow up animated series that's done or
2: something stemmed from Mando because all the stuff is happening in Mando. Yeah, well, until Kenobi comes out, until Kenobi,
1: yeah. Um, Cassie and Andor is filming right now. We just heard about that.
3: Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, I am now on board with a Boba Fett limited series, like, and I'm talking like the MCU style limited like series, episodes. like a six episode just about Boba Fett. Uh, no, not multiple seasons, just like six episodes about Tamara Morrison playing from the end of his, of of the start from Starlight pit to what happened. No, I'd even take after whatever, whatever we leave him off here. I, if, if he separates from Mandalorian and goes off and does his own thing, yeah, I will follow that character right now. Absolutely. I will follow him into a limited series. I'm totally down for it in a way I never was before. I still don't want a Boba Fett movie, but a limited six episode series, I will
1: do that.
0: Yeah. I'll take that.
1: You know, who still hasn't shown up that I really want to show up in the series somewhere.
2: Uh, Doctor Bum- Afra,
1: damn
2: it! Oh, dude, Doctor Afra.
1: Yeah, I thought I nailed it. Oh my god, I, th- I think Doctor Afra would be really great in this series. Not this season, but like down the line, I think that would be cool. Who would play her? She would have to be much older too. So, ooh, not that much older. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, there's I there's a bit. Fa- well, well, we see her right now, in between she's got comics right now between Empire and Return. Yeah, well, um, that's true. And return and this is only like five or six years after return. Right. That's true.
2: Okay, yeah, so, okay, yeah.
1: So she that people say it's just Jessica Henwick. The I've graphic. I've
2: seen that a lot too. Uh that yeah. would be very sick. Yeah. Be very
3: cool. Uh if Thrawn is live action, Lars who plays La- Lars
2: Mickelson. Just, just make it the voice actor. Look, it, it, it
1: should have been Richard Greer, but not Richard Greer, Jesus.
2: Richard Richardie Grant. Richard e. Grant, yeah. Yeah. From but last it wasn't so. oh, Okay, yeah, he really would be perfect. Um, everyone just because he's hot, Benny, Benny Slumber Bitch or whatever his name, like everyone wants him for everything. But like Lars Mickelson, who is the voice actor for Thrawn, who is Mads Mickelson's brother, find a picture of him. That dude has the the cheeks of Thrawn. That dude is old and scary. Just make him, yeah. just make him Thrawn. But it's not, it's not what's gonna. Happen. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who
3: I would like. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but if it's not him, uh,
2: Jeffrey Donovan. God. He, <laughs> You guys and your Jeffrey Donovans.
1: Yeah, the, you
2: know uh, what this yeah, is- yeah, yeah. British know? accent.
3: Pretty good. Uh, on um, Bird, notice he does like a shit ton of different cool. accents. So like, he's he's pretty solid. He would be good.
1: Actually. You know what I just realized was that this is a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> And we're, we I keep thinking about it in terms of a film, uh, because films have one antagonist and you fight that and you go after that antagonist. TV shows you, you could bring in a, a new antagonist in the next season if you kill Moff Gideon this season. It doesn't matter. It's a TV show. Yeah,
3: I just don't want that. I, I agree with Ryan. Like I I want Gideon to survive this because I want a little bit more of
2: that character. Yeah. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be shocked if like if Moff Gideon, like he maybe he doesn't even die. He just fails his mission. So like someone above him has to now step in. And now Moff Gideon is like the second in command, like getting shit on.
1: Uh-huh. That's how Thrawn stepped in in Rebels. Right. Yes.
2: Oh, with um, with that guy who yeah, becomes with a good uh, guy. With mutton chops. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. mutton chops.
1: And before that, it was Tarkin. Callous. Agent Kallus. Yeah.
2: Cool.
1: All right. Yeah. So that'll do it, I guess. We're all done here. We got The Mandalorian. The next time you see us doing The Mandalorian, it'll be the season finale. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we already know what our next fake news watch series is going to be. It's probably going to be WandaVision. So, you know, probably, probably, definitely. Oh my God, it's happening in a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for all that. This is probably going to go up this week. So, coming soon, we have a review of Freaky on our main podcast, the Fake Nerd Podcast. Um, you can check that out live on Sunday night, as always. Um, and of course, we got other things on here. We got more Fictors Watch, more of the Mandalorian Season 1, The Boys, Swamp Thing, Watchmen, Umbrella Academy, so many so many Fictors Watch uh, series now in the bag. We also have our Basement Arcade series, which you guys just put up Fortnite.
2: Yep, Fortnite happened. We beat up Galactus, and now we're all the Mandalorian doing quests for some Beskar.
1: There you go. We got, a, got the Basement Arcade Fictors Watch tie in, The Mandalorian. There you go. Um, and of course, we also have our Fictored Book Club series. Uh, which we just finished Finding more from Power Rangers, and we're doing Little Char and the Gang. You got, got it. Right. I did it! You got it. Uh, until then, you can you can find us all at Fichtner Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Fichtner Podcast at uh, .com, Guys at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at BC McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at BenMagnet27.
0: Sparks? You can find me, absolutely consumed in finals, at SparksWitty
3: at
1: Instagram and Twitter.
2: Hey, I'm DJ Tony Snark
1: everywhere. Subscribe to us on all things. Make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel. A lot of cool stuff. Until next week, guys.
2: This This is the way.